Hello, hello, and welcome back to another amazing show, um, Live with Nicole, Return to Consciousness. We have special guests today. We have April Betty. She is the founder of the Hands Healing Hearts and also a compassionate um, worker known, world-renowned for her, her um, work. And Della Hill, and I know that I'm going to get your radio show wrong. The Extraordinary Talk Show, and it's right here on Radio St. George 100.3 <laughs> every Monday afternoon at 4.30. It's perfect to listen to on your drive home. Yes. You can also find it on YouTube and Facebook. And we're so excited to share um, a unity message. Like um, Consciousness to me is love and unity. When you observe um, the actions and reactions of yourself, and then you, you um, love yourself enough to share that um that balance um we're going to talk today about our trip to haiti we did spend a week there april and i did it, it was so amazing and we'll go into details with that we also will have um pictures are posted on both of our websites it's healing um sorry hands healing hearts dot com. Dot com and energy healing by design.com and you can reach and follow us on both of those sites. Also on Facebook Live, we'll be here every week um, at 4 o'clock on Wednesdays. And um, Live with Nicole on Facebook. And April Betty also has her Facebook. So we um, let's just move right into um, service work and how it um, um, brings community together. And for me, it kind of starts with, with us individually. Um, and then we're going to kind of go into what we've learned and what w- what we can do to show up in our own community. Because us three women are all from here. Or we're not from here, sorry. We're all located here. And we all have our own um, um, compassionate work, our energy work, our um, medical work. Um, so we would love to share that as a, as a message to all the workers. And then also um, open doors for people to um, share what they do and because imagine us all coming together and the, the uh, people that we can assist as a whole. So we'll just dive right into Haiti. So <laughs> Haiti for me was, was so many different messages. Um, one came up to me was the what um, people see happening in Haiti. So immediately April and I get after this beautiful service work, April and I get on the airplane um, right before we get on the airplane, and we see the dangers of Haiti and all the news stuff, and we're right in the middle of it, and literally moving through the roadblocks and this stuff. And we, for me, I I got to I'm gonna cry. I got to observe what people's perceptions are. You know what the it's the most exciting thing you're gonna you're gonna share when it's not the truth, because being there was was very loving, and each city each. Each person actually was doing the best they can in what they have. And so if you want to see communities come together and families come together, then you, you'll definitely see it there through through the, the um, air quote chaos. Um, mm-hmm. So what, what, what would you like to share with us? Well, it was pretty cool that you got to see most of the country because everything went as planned, but not as our plans. Literally. <laughs> That's really the best way, though. In the end, it is. You're right. It really is. Because the, we- best, the best laid plans of mice and men are not always the best plans. There's somebody else who can has a much, much better plan. And if we can figure that out and follow it, we do way better. Oh, She's we, right. We figured that, that through the, through the, the um, unplanned chaos 
chaotic feeling. And it wasn't necessarily chaos because we came together and held we it did. very, very, um, we were like this this team that came together with all different ideas of, of how this should look. And then give we were given um, opportunity to grow over and over and over again from the minute, the minute that we set, in, set foot in the airport. And we'll, I'll let, let you share that part. So when we made it to the Las Vegas airport, we all were there. We made it on our flight. Everything went well that I recall. That one wasn't delayed, was it? No, it no. was. They had it just a, just a short time because they had the mechanical problem, and the, and the guy oh, was, was frustrated. See, I totally forgot about that. Yes, it was delayed, and then they had to take someone off the plane. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> see, it wasn't got- even that big of a deal. You didn't even remember it later. <laughs> exactly. It made us, anyways, when we landed in Florida, we were running to catch our connecting flight because it literally was going to leave. And I've never, ever not made that flight. And voila, we did not make it. We didn't. I was shocked. I was like, how could that happen? So we missed it. So we all went to see what they could do. And there's no flights going out that we could get on until Thursday, which was after we would have, which would be, oh, tomorrow. So we could, we had two choices. We could fly into Cap Haitian, which is way north, or we could try to find another airline. So the best solution was we were going to Cap Haitian, and we all agreed we were going to go. And that was a 16- or 17-hour drive. But, wow. But, but first, we got to visit Cap Haitian in front of the airport all day, and... It was a good experience because we all got to make friends with people there and a soccer game was started out in the street and we got to... I have a question. Did they have an actual soccer ball or were they using something else as the ball? We brought it. We had our donations all... That's awesome. We have... We're literally in Las Vegas airport lugging bags of donations through the airport and then we put on the plane and we get there and we had all of our stuff out on the street waiting for our ride to come for hours we were there and it i in that opportunity of growth we didn't know not very many of us knew each other like we one knew one one knew one you know we all we all we all um had a chance also to bond in this moment and and kind Mm -hmm. of observe and and create um it, like it's, it felt like a team to me because we all we had each other's back the whole entire time. But but yeah. the boys decided to get a soccer ball out of the bag, and at first I felt because I hadn't been there before. And you hear I hear all this stuff. I was like, oh my gosh, we're this we're surrounded by these these people, and they're coming in, asking us. And I didn't know that they yell a lot. Like when they talk, they yell <laughs> oh, yeah. a lot. And so the, they're to yell. They're like, there's all these guys yelling and yelling, and I'm like sitting in the corner. And April looks at me. And she's like. That's how they talk. It's okay. <laughs> I used to think they were fighting, and yeah. I was like, everywhere we go, why are they fighting? And then they're like, no, this is how we communicate. Yeah. And I was like, okay. So it's normal to me, and I seen you look like, are they going to fight? I thought they were. I was like, it's fighting. Like, now they're talking. <laughs> it's a whole new, um, and I'm used to quiet. Um, it works with so much energy. I'm used to quiet, so it was like a really shocker right in the beginning. But April being there before and knowing that, what, you know, and, and your intuition to, to like even so she's she's found a way to get to the island or get to where we needed to go. We knew we we're going to wait for a while. And she's so good and patient. She's like, it's just going to be a couple hours. And then it was like 
eight, but but she has people I like didn't know that. Yeah, but it just ended up because the it was maybe five hours away, but they're going through mountains to come and get us. They're going through potholes, and so it takes a little bit longer. And they had to turn around because they couldn't get through one road, yeah. so then they had to go another road because the bridge wasn't working or something. Yeah, it took a long time, longer than I expected. And then I got to the point that I was like, I just threw my hands up, and I was like. A girl told me she saw me do this. I was just like, I give it to you. Because I was like, okay. Because I keep telling everyone, oh, they're going to be here. They're going to be here. And meanwhile, I can't communicate with them because they're not receiving my messages. And I'm trying to get other people to contact them. And then I remember I was just like, okay, I've put them off for so long. What are we going to do? But it all worked out because I did meet a guy in the airport who offered us to stay at his house. And he was so kind like in the... Where was I? Florida. That's awesome. I had a feeling like, go ask this guy, how far is Cap Haitian from Chocmel? And he said, oh, about a six, he may have said like six to seven hour drive. And then I was telling him my situation. He's like, I have a house and you guys could come and stay there and I'll go stay with my niece. And I was like, really? So I went, I talked to my people in Haiti, came back and I was like, we'll take you up on that offer. And he so when I threw my hands in the air, like, all right, I don't got this. And, you know, you take <laughs> over. And then I realized it all fell into place from that moment on. And other people let me know, like, when you did that, everything just went how it was planned. Because then we got a message. Because then I was like, let's just go to this guy's house. But you saw where he lived. We would have never found it, ever. There's no map yeah. quest. There's no addresses. He wrote it down and it says, go go to this corner that has this shop that lives by this person and, and go down that dirt road. And then you turn right and it's the gate that has, I mean, we were so confused, but the, I, watching you and your intuition, watching you and um, how you you um, balanced everything was amazing. So thank you uh, for that. And I watching you, you, that was one of the first things I shared with my mom is that you listened to your intuition at, at Florida to go sit by that guy. I mean, she just goes and sits and talks to him and without staying at this house, even though the, most of us slept, most, slept on the tile floors with no blankets or anything, it, it, was, so, it, was, it was relieving to be in a covered area because those people yeah. do sleep in the streets. They do sleep. They'll have like a little shack or there's probably a better word, but that's their home. Literally, they have all their stuff that they can sell. Or, and then they, some of them will sleep right there. They get up and they do their thing. And so we, it was quite, it was a blessing for you to, to just follow that. And that's follow your intuition, you know, I'm that's really I cool did. how that worked out. Oh, sorry. Go yeah. ahead. <laughs> no, I'm glad I did because uh, the minute we landed in Vegas, um, like at 11 last night or 12, whenever we landed, I got a text from two other girls who took an alternative route who missed their flight too. And she texted me and said, how was your trip? I just wanted to let you know we never made it. And I kept playing that tape all over like, I should have followed those girls because they went on an Uber to the Miami airport and were taking a straight flight to Port-au-Prince. And so I knew they checked in and I knew they couldn't take one of their bags. And that's all I heard from them. But they didn't make it. So when I landed, it was just such a blessing to hear like, ah, I'm glad I didn't take that route. Mm -hmm. But it all worked out well. Unity is so important in all situations, but it, this one, it was just mind-blowing how each one of us showed up in different spaces. And again, not knowing each other, and each of us have show, showed up in our gifts. We showed up um, um, knowing we wanted to do something different or we, we wanted to be some be a change. And um, some of us, when we got there, were like, how can you fix this big of situation? Because there's garbage in the streets. Um, but yet, 
when you get really deep into the sifting of the garbage, they don't have a clue how to recycle. They don't have a clue how to do, um, they haven't been taught. So it brings you into the blessings of what we, we have a washing machine, which offers us time to go make money. Like this time thing for me was so amazing. Cause I, am like, uh, we watch these women get up in the morning, they go wash their, they go wash their clothes in the, in the, in the water. This is hikes. This isn't just like you go down the road to the, to a laundromat either. They are like hiking up the mountains to go get into the water, wash their kids' clothes, hang them out. And um, the husbands are going to the farms and they're, they're, they're taking this time, the time that we are blessed with, that we're gifted, and they're, they're doing the best they can. And then you come here mm-hmm. in the States and you're actually so happy that you have a washing machine. But, but, but we, we um, free up all this time for us and then we fill it with stuff that creates more chaos in a mental and physical and emotional way. They don't necessarily have that. Their life looks chaotic because they don't know how. But inside, most of them, when you look them in the eyes and smile, their heart will smile back at you. And you know they're doing the best they can. And, you know, even in America, 50 years ago, before people, maybe 50, 80 years ago, before people had things like dishwashers and microwaves and washing machines, people were happier, we have all these cool, convenient things now, but there are more people on antidepressants now than there ever have been, even per capita, if you compare it that way. So there's something so beautiful and simple about that, what seems like a chaotic yet simple life. Right. I agree. This trip was the first trip I was really sad to leave. And um, even my translator and my manager, they said, I miss you already. And it was, it was so sad because I know that for a long time, I know in my heart I need to stay there a month and live like a Haitian. But the timing I know now wasn't then, but it's now. Yeah. And so I know I will be there for a month, and I'm not sure when. And I am super excited. Like, I'm to the point in my life where I'm like, I'm okay with it. It was just so sad because this trip was the best trip, and every trip has been a good trip. But this trip, everybody got along well, and I know exactly why, too. I could tell you exactly why. Some trips, people haven't got along. There's been falling outs. There's been all sorts of things happen. This trip, I know why, and I'll tell you. It's because the gratitude that everybody constantly shared. I've never in a, in a week or however long we were together said, thank you, you're welcome. And like the most compliments and gratitude were there. And I know my translator said for him, this was the best trip for him. And I know that's why, too. It was just the right people in the right place together. And it's important that we remember we all have these gifts and not to be intimidated by someone else's. And when we're in that moment, we could choose, are we going to show up? Are we going to sit back because we're insecure that we're not enough because you could do more amazing things than me. And that's a ridiculous belief that we all need to drop and let go of. Thank you. You're welcome. I love that you were all so much in tune when you're telling me how well everybody got along together and then hearing the story about listening to your intuition. That tells me that everybody in your group was tuned in to their intuition, what my son likes to call the spirit radio, that voice inside of you that is talking. And the thing is, if you are in a calm place, you can hear it. But if you become agitated or frustrated or whatever, then you pinch off that voice, right? So one thing that you mentioned that is like the superpower to staying tuned in is gratitude. Mm -hmm. So when all of you are there together and so grateful for the work that you're all doing together, 
you almost it's you can't help but be connected to your own intuition and what better place to be and do that than where you guys were where you were and what you were doing yeah and we we when, when we talk about the unity unity and and working with each other's gifts and we talked about this this earlier uh, uh, um uh, um honoring and respecting others gifts and that your heart is your gift your heart is your connection and so when you're showing up um, your gifts look different than mine. Mine looks different than yours. But they're all equally important. And I think when you uh, value and when you show, show value and you show gratitude of how the other one's showing up, then it, it enhances your individual gifts. So like we had our own experiences in our own gifts, but yet the collective was so impactful. It was so impactful her, her, for the manager and the Translator. Translator. And even, even the bus driver. Yeah, the, the driver. driver. Right. Yeah. He, that's his job. He drives people around and he drives fast. <laughs> he, got us, he got us in to the airport. Like, I mean, that guy was amazing. He is a superhero driver. <laughs> but it, their smile and their gratitude. And, and for them to rise above the consciousness level was just so impressive to me. Because they're living in the the um dirty streets and i'm not saying as judgment this is how they live you you sometimes have knee-high piles of garbage with big pigs eating it big pigs eating it and um there's goats all over and there's there's um kids running around naked you know dirty that's that's their way of being that's their way of life and um these gentlemen that took us actually lived right in there one of us lived one of them lived in the in the the, would you call them one of the dangerous spaces port-au-prince so-called um, air quote. Not da- he lives in a, well. Port-au-Prince in general is dangerous, so you could say that his area is okay, but dangerous. I guess you could say. So he he um, showed up nicely dressed, ready to translate and um, share the message. And I didn't even realize until later we're going through Port-au-Prince and we're watching the the. It wasn't scary to me, but watching the things on like the roads on fire things like that we knew we'd get out we'd get around it and and because we knew like just on the other side of the fence there's really kind people they're helping us right but then when we got in the city that's that's dangerous i realized he's from there he's from there and he still rose above that collective found a way to share with his community and and him and and the manager brought april to one community at a time right one person at a time but it's turned into a community now correct correct and going back, so three days before we left, there was a presidential, um, what do you call it? I can't think of the word, but there protest. was a, yeah, protest, thank you. There was a protest, and so going back to the airport, we did come across some roadblocks, and they were very well with, you know, our situation, because it was neat to watch, even the police there, they would work together to try and help you find a road that's not blocked to go around, mm-hmm. and um, in Jockmel the day before we left, there were roadblocks, and I was shocked because I've seen them, but there was actually a fire one, so we couldn't go to the beach I liked, but we still <laughs> were blessed to go to the beach, and it was beautiful. Yes. It was just a little different. Yes. Yeah. And the, that again, that the how does that show up in, in our lives when there's these couple of group of, uh, one group or two groups, doesn't really matter, or even it may be one or two people that create a huge roadblock. But yet this whole community was showing us how to get around it. Mm-hmm. But we judge, learn, like through our learned belief system, we judge what these couple people did. Yes. And I asked him, too, when we came to the roadblock, the first one in Jock Mao, I was like, should we duck down? 
thinking like, oh, we'll just get by quicker or something. And he's like, no, we're in more danger than you. Don't duck down. So yeah. actually they respect because they know that we're there to help them. And oh. So they're not trying to hurt us. And these guys jump out of the van. These guys that were with three guys, three three gentlemen would jump out of the van, talk, talk, talk the other people letting us through. But this, what I want to emphasize on this is not the danger of it. Mm-hmm. It was that we showed up, we went through our, it, we went with our intuition and the way that we were showing up. We weren't attracting that. We were, we were there to help and they could feel that. I feel if we would have been in fear and hiding, we would have brought more of that too. True. Absolutely. That's how that works. So in our own community, what um, the ripple effect, the ripple effect of looking at somebody else's gifts and, um, and really combining what we all have instead of separating what we all have because we're, they're so different and they're so important. I agree. I think a lot of people don't realize that they have it all inside of them. And I could give a good example of the trip if you would like. Okay. Okay. So <laughs> when we went, we were going to play a soccer game with a bunch of the kids. And then we were just, all the guys were out going to play soccer. And then the girls were kind of on the side. And I was like, I looked down the way and I see, I could see Nicole sitting over there with some kids. And, and I know what Nicole's gifts are, some, some of them. And then I was just like thinking to myself in that split second, I could think I could try to compare myself, which would be a horrible thing to do. I don't advise it and be like, oh, she could do this and I can't do that. So I'm just going to sit here. But no, you have that choice in every moment to be your contribution. And so I just did me because that's what I know how to do. And I played with the kids and they did my hair and taught them duck, duck, goose. And, you know, we just had a good time. And by me doing that and showing up for myself, then your gifts amplify my gifts. And then that it's like throwing that rock in the water and it just like ripples out because then you see everyone like, oh, you kind of let people know it's okay to be you. It's okay that my gifts aren't the same as yours. And I don't need to bash you and you don't need to bash me because I, I find that, that I sense. it does. And I find it so okay. great because I did the same thing. I wasn't, I was thinking, um, no one understands me. And so I'm just going to sit back. It wasn't, I'm like, because this is April's thing. And we were trying to share, um, about gratitude and my gratitude only like the only explanation I have is from my, my crossing over and my gratitude is living, being alive and be able to share my gifts. They don't understand that at all. So I'm like, she calls me up to say gratitude. I'm like, this is your thing. I can't do that. That's you, what you do. You know, you're, and it almost like scared me. <laughs> and, and then were you I, just saying things that you were grateful for. Yeah. Yeah. Well, didn't you have something like that day happen that you were grateful for? You don't have to go all the way back to like, but they already, to your crossing over and everything. They already said that. So I was like, what can I say? Well, it, it they, you know, the, not the, the, the family program? Yeah. Is that yeah. what you're talking about? Yeah. yeah. So I'm like, I don't really know what, what to say. So I was going to sit back, but I knew that that would be taken wrong. Uh, I, I just knew it by observing that that wouldn't, wouldn't be um, a team player. So I'm like, I did the best <laughs> I could. <laughs> and you know what? It worked. It worked for who, who needed it. And it also, even if they didn't understand that, it, it created in me a simpler way to do things instead of always so energetically big. And um, I and I also realized that that's when I came to a complete understanding of the unity and us healers need each other because even though our gifts are different, they only can help who resonates with us. And so we will be back in um, five minutes. So.
Hello, hello, and welcome back to Return to Consciousness Live with Nicole. We have April Betty and um, Della Hill. Um, we're sharing um, about our Haiti trip, April and I's Haiti trip. Um, we really wanted to bring that as a community and as kind of a way of life of how other people are living. But the the um, message to our community and the impact is is how can we work together to individually, because individually we have to declutter ourselves. We have to move into self-love and, um, and then that consciousness, com- the community um, collective consciousness then supports and loves each other. And we found going into this, this really um, intense third world co- um, country and sharing the ripple effect of love and unity in very different perspectives of the team, but yet came together, we learned that there's this gratitude, a gratitude of, of, of maybe you might think that somebody knows that they, they already know you're that, that, that you're grateful. So, or, or, you know, you don't share it enough because you assume that somebody feels it. But I noticed as we were talking in the break that it is very important to look somebody in the eye and say, thank you. Thank you. And use that, you know, that universal love that's there. That's what I found. And there's in those hearts, even in the in the um, in the depths of, of of suffering or sorrow, there was still that love in those communities. So, how can we, as as way showers and, and experiencers and light workers and um, and um, um, I, I look at a life seeders or like energy seeders, whatever it is, how can we show up to be a ripple effect of um, What's a better word than competition? I don't like that word. But to work in collaboration. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> well, we were talking about this before the show started when we were here in the studio just getting ready. And w- what we were discussing is there does seem and it seems counterintuitive, but it does feel like the healers and light workers and people like that sometimes, maybe too often, there's a sense of defensiveness and competition about us and and where we're going and I was been thinking about that and you said something um, really great about insecurity because whenever we're insecure about something we tend to get defensive about it right and especially if we're talking about like energy healers and light workers and things like that I think part of the problem or part of the issue is that most of us are self-taught or spirit radio taught we might have teachers. I, you know, Dolores Cannon was my teacher, and you've been my teacher. So we have teachers, but essentially, there's not like a school. There's not a college degree for this. There's one, I believe, in Arizona. But for the rest of us, we're just trying to figure it out as we go, and we have to kind of figure it out from our own intuition and the pieces that we pick up from here and here and here. And unlike you, most of us don't have a clear recollection of when we were with Source last, so it's harder for us to draw on that information. And so we're putting things together the best that we can. And then when we get it together, we think maybe it's doing pretty good, but we're kind of not really sure because we haven't really had anything to measure it against. So then when we meet other healers, instead of saying, hey, can I show you what I do and you show me what you do and we'll see if they're together, we kind of go, oh, what if I'm doing it wrong? What if what if what I think was my intuition teaching me was really just my imagination because that's that thought right there is something that healers have all the time or anybody that is listening to their intuition has to question that sometimes and so we get kind of that defensiveness and in fact I that happened to me one of the very first times that I met you (laughs) Nicole because (laughs) we did one of your energy evenings and it was really neat and I was sitting with a really beautiful lovely gal and 
I was kind of new learning some energy tricks and I had used a few of them with some different people and had some success. So I took the opportunity to do it with her and she had more issues going on than some of the other people I'd worked with previous to that. And, and, uh, I also didn't really have a lot of confidence in it. Like I knew it, I knew it worked. I'd seen it work, but here I was with this internationally renowned energy healer who has recollection of speaking to God. And I'm trying to like do this really cool thing that I learned on YouTube. And then it kind of started to not go the way I wanted it to go. And I was a little bit horrified. I'm like, Oh no, Nicole's going to think that I'm messing things up and I'm playing with something I shouldn't be playing with. And it wasn't like that at all. Instead you like came over and we're like, okay guys, we got this. And together we worked on her and your mom came and stepped in too. And we were able to continue what I had started until we were done. And I'm so grateful that you were there. So inside I'm going, oh my God, I was terrified. I'm like, Michelle, Nicole's going to think I'm a terrible person. But it wasn't like that at all because you stepped in and helped me. And even that night you taught me something that I use almost every day, like a, a, a tip, a trick that you taught me that I use now almost every day with people all the time. And so I'm so grateful for that, even though it put me in that place of vulnerability where I had to be like, help. Yeah. <laughs> and you were able to step in. And I, and I love that. I, my perception was, was, oh, this is an opportunity to grow. And the, and the, and the lady that was there was there on purpose because she grew in a different way as you grew in a different way. And I know those meetings always have that meaning, like somebody's learning something. And, and that part I can share because I see the energy and I, and I, and I see how it works and I see what gets to happen to create wholeness. What I can't do is, is I energetically, I'm so sensitive that I had to step away a lot of times in Haiti and mm-hmm. and April took the work and because it, it's her, hers, that's her thing. But yet I, I supported her like you're supporting me. And there's this, see this different uh, perception is yours is different than mine. It's not as good because it's in, it's in this, in this, this, le, this lower level country and mine's up here in this low, this higher level light, right? That is, that's the most mistruth ever. That is, we're all, we're all balancing out each other in our gifts and see how that wor- works Mm-hmm. And and I love that that when I stepped in, that was my excitement. You know, is oh oh my gosh, she gets to learn this lady how energy works in the body because she had to, mm-hmm. <laughs> she had to, and you got to learn the what um, to some use. of the tools that you were using to be able to assist that, and also your energy. You got to uh-huh. discover your energy, and that's what my work is about: is you discovering you. Mm-hmm. Like she said, you do you, I do me. But if someone doesn't know them, they don't know who they are, they don't have that self-love, we, have, we get the opportunity to show up and show them. Some people, like you say, are intimidated by me and walk away. Therefore, you step in. You step in in different ways. But it's all, it's all equally of what, what we're here for. Because um, in a world of 7 billion people with all of us at different levels of um, understanding and perceptions, it's going to take a whole bunch of us that are, are consciously aware Mm-hmm. to work together. And I think any good relationship works a little bit like a teeter-totter, right? Where you're up one day, but they're down. So you balance mm-hmm. it out and it goes back and forth. It's never supposed to be leaning one way all the time. Everybody can, like you're saying, really use our gifts to complement, not say nice things, but to go well together, um, like strawberries and, and whipped cream, right? They go, they're both great by their own, on their own, but put them together and it's even better. And when we work together like that, it's so complementary to each other and it gets us even better. 
Yeah, I think so. I think too, sometimes people might not recognize their gifts and they're searching and studying. Mm -hmm. And I think we just need to start from the basics and go within. And for me, I don't have a title. Like some people might say, I'm a this master, I'm a that master, whatever. I don't, I don't, uh, have a title like that you master you <laughs> thank you that's that's what we're here for <laughs> exactly. that is the goal yeah. yeah so i think everyone should know that they are enough and they have it with inside of them so for me a lot of times before i speak i close my eyes and i know what i say and then i just get out of the way and know that it's coming from a higher being like for a silly example i was making peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and somebody said I just made a whole loaf and I did it really fast. And sometimes I really impress myself with things I do too. <laughs> because <laughs> I am really fast. And someone's like, how'd you do that? And I was like, it's the angels and it's from above. Like, I'm serious. And if you call upon those kind of sources, mm -hmm. it amplifies you. And just like when we work together, we amplify each other. And I may not have a title as a certain kind of healer or whatnot. However, I'm confident with who I am. And so... When you get to that place of living in true gratitude and you're able to see the good in every situation, even the bad, you master a lot of amazing things. You have no idea what you're capable of doing. Yeah, I think you did get your title. Like, like I got mine. All of a sudden it was just on Facebook. I'm like, oh, that's what they call me. And you're now the world's renowned humanitarian known for your compassionate work. I mean, it just happens and not and and. And uh, putting titles aside, you showed up and earned that. And that's what people look at you, you know, look at you at. So that's that's one thing you said. You, uh, I noticed, recognize the, the, the title thing has both come up several times or a couple times. Um, that is um, when you stereotype just like as putting it, um, the the Haiti in certain idea of what it looks like, right? We're all coming mm -hmm. out of a perception. And I understand that that people to identify with people will will share what they think of them you know and and but sometimes by just a title it can, it it can create in a person to forget who they are because they're looking at somebody else on a pedestal when that person never put themselves there and sometimes it's a very uncomfortable space and and so when you stop drop into this heart space and see that we're as coming together as a unity you know i might have had more time 18 months to lay there and learn energy in <laughs> 10 minutes in the light, you know, to understand what I get to share. But I don't know this world as you've seen. I don't, it confuses the heck out of me. A day-to-day -day basis of trying to identify with people isn't very easy. But what I, what I knew I could do is watch April do her stuff. And she, when, when her negative energy came, I could, I could clear her, mm -hmm. you know, and that's, and that's showing up for each other. And it's, then the titles are gone. We had no titles in Haiti. It was like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do because people don't understand my healing and they weren't going to accept it, accept it. And that's okay. So I'm like, okay, why am I here? Oh, that's why. That's not true. Actually, what? something did happen and you probably don't know. <laughs> because um, we were at the orphanage and there was a girl that was burned and Paulette brought it to your attention. And so I was, I delegated right before I was aware of that burning. I said, I told someone, tell so-and-so, this is their job now. And we're just doing bracelets. I know they can handle it. So I stepped away, and it was great. Give them an opportunity to step up. And then uh, I went out, and you found the girl with the burn, mm -hmm. and you were doing your thing, healing her. And she couldn't understand, so I was saying, would you like me to get the translator? And you said, 
no, that's okay. She doesn't have to understand. So after it was said and done and took pictures and we saw what we saw and it was amazing, I was like, hmm. I'm, I'm being honest. I was like, hmm. That's what you do. I love I'm going to message her and I'm going to follow up on this. So I did. And so I was waiting until I got the pictures and then I was waiting. And so I know through uh, translating and stuff, I had to be patient. So I had to reword it my way like 500 times to be clear. Like, I want to make sure she understands what I'm asking. And I asked her, like, ask your daughter if she's better. Ask her what my friend did, what she thought of it. Like, I kept asking her, and I meant to show it to you, and I didn't. I will after. And long story short, yes, she said yes. My daughter is getting better. Yes, she believes what she did did help her, and it is healing. And wow, and yeah, and I didn't share that with you. No, you didn't. (laughs) Thank you. But I did that on my own because I wanted to know myself, so I wasn't just taking your word because I haven't been there when you've done stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. not that I don't trust you, it was just easier for me to see. And so she -hmm. said, "When are you coming back?" And I was like. (laughs) I want to come for a month. And she was like, I said, do you think my friend would be a benefit to the people there? Do you know more people who could use her healing? And she said, yes. Oh, wow. So I just wanted, <laughs> I wanted to share that with you. On air. Thank you. <laughs> you guys can You're talk. welcome. You guys can talk for a minute. <laughs> That's awesome. I was going to say, I think about labels. You're talking about titles and, and whatnot. I actually did a show about labels a couple months ago because anytime you label something, you eliminate the other things that it can be and Mm -hmm. I that has always bugged me so I'm a nurse but I don't like to tell people I'm a nurse I like to say one of the things I do is hospice nursing because if you say it that way then it leaves the door open that there's other things that I also do and even labels like good and bad are really only perception and if I say hey I I ate at this really good restaurant then I'm putting my perception on you Mm -hmm. Um, I might want to say hey I ate at this restaurant and I enjoyed it a lot you might like it too but that way I'm telling you what I thought of it without assigning my perception to you. Sounds kind of, good. Kind of limits, too, when you yeah. the, the stereotype. That's the same with when you have encounters with people. You may have a bad encounter. Like someone could say, I love that person. They're the best person. But then you may have to show up in a way for them to see something inside themselves that they don't like. So in the moment, they may be like, I didn't really like that girl, April. Or, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, But then I always say, well, that's an opportunity. You could choose to look inside and be like, Ooh, what is it I didn't like? And for me, I'll find it like, oh, well, I have this issue with me. It's it's not yeah. really them, you know? Yeah. One thing about April is she does tell that she's she she does tell you stuff that's uncomfortable because it's she's truth mm-hmm. and um you always know through her facial expressions and <laughs> I can't hide them. No, I hate that. You, I can't you, I, I can't. But no it, poker face. No. 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 <laughs> So that's, I just want to ask you girls if you just saw what unfolded right there as we were all talking about um, showing up in our gifts. I didn't think I did anything like spectacular, you know, but which it was clearing April to me was was an honor because when you witness her in her work, it's just fabulous. But the honoring of each other when in the beginning it was maybe different and it wasn't, and it was a feeling of, of what the structure is here that we are trying to break through, that we went through it ourselves to even recognize it, I believe. And then by us talking out loud about it and honoring each other's gifts, see what happened. So tell me, were you guys pals a week ago? 
like right here, I ran into these two in the parking lot and I could tell they were already like connected, bonded, right? So I want to know, did you guys start this trip a week ago with this with this friendship and this connection that you have now? We had a trust. We 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 didn't understand what the connection I think was, but we had a trust. Like I already knew that I could trust her with anything. Um, we had conversations. We moved, and, and I think that we've known each other for well. Have you been coming to the gatherings for a year? No, not that long. I, I think less than a year, but not that long. Oh, since the since the business meeting, the luxury business oh, meeting yeah, is when, that's when we when. first met. So I think that was in March, mm-hmm. March fifth, around there. So you guys have kind of been planning this trip and stuff, but actually going on the trip was the first, as I'm, tell me if I'm understanding this right, going on the trip was the first time that you guys actually like spent more than a few minutes interacting directly with each other. I think we're laughing because we feel like we've known each other forever. And that's that's why I'm questioning. That's why I'm asking (laughs) because what I saw, the first minute I saw you guys was like sisters. So as we're talking and I'm understanding that you weren't really, didn't really know each other very well until a week ago. I and we're talking about unity and we're talking about coming together and I kind of wonder did you guys when you first come together came together did you guys have a sense of insecurity in coming to each other and asking for help or did you feel like that automatic connection that you knew this was someone that you could join with for me it was automatic so I've been to her house we've talked lots of times on the phone we always laugh we we know each other Probably longer than we knew we knew each other. Mm-hmm. We can be ourselves, like, talk about anything yeah. and everything and, and just have, like, and even have different ideas. And we're like, we'll make a joke about it. <laughs> yeah. that, that was fun. Huh? And it's really relieving. It was really refreshing to, yeah. to. It's really beautiful when you can find that person that is a safe space. Like mm-hmm. you're saying, that you can say what you want. You can make the jokes. You know they're going to get it. And. <laughs> And one thing that I love about the energy community, if you want to call it that, is I've found that more, even though I've, I've also encountered the times when there's kind of maybe a sense of, of defensiveness or competition, I've seen this so much more. And also when yeah, one thing I know, too, is that your higher self, your higher self is connecting with your higher self. So April and Nicole's higher selves are like having a giggling fit because they think that each other are hilarious and awesome and they just have to give each of you the message so that you can do that. But I, I had an, I had an experience this weekend where I met someone and my higher self immediately recognized her higher self and it created a really, really beautiful thing out of what could have been very painful instead. Do you think if you were in a space of judgment and um, not gratitude that you'd have that same experience? Absolutely not. If you walk in the room with that defensiveness, your inner being can't look, can't connect. Mm-hmm. Well, well, they might, but you're not going to get it. You're not going to realize it. Your inner being's going to be going, hey, I know them. I know them. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is going, but, but what if they don't know me? What if they don't like me? What if, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Right? And if you got to get over that. And part of the way you get over that is by learning to love yourself. And part of the way you learn to love yourself is by learning to love others. And part of the way you learn to love others is by service, which is exactly what you guys are doing. Mm-hmm. So you guys were in the perfect opportunity to build that deep, deep connection where your inner beings, your higher selves are connecting as much as your physical beings are. That's true. And actually, before the show, you taught me something really simple that maybe you could explain to everyone watching. You did this thing over my head. You were telling me that story, and I could just feel it 
and you did the hand thing. But I think if you want to tell them, I mean, it's up to you how you do that hand thing. If we I got like a minute, you. I would be happy. In fact, actually, I didn't know, Nicole, that you were going to be back today. So that's what I was planning on talking about oh, on the show were? today. Intuition. I was. My higher being was talking to yours. Yeah, yeah they were. <laughs> ding, ding, ding. And now they're laughing. They're like, they got it. They got it. The show is spirit guided. See, it's right here. We're showing you. Yeah. Do we have a, do you have a few minutes? Yeah. So one thing I was going to say is that people probably look at you and think, wow, I wish I could do what she does. And then if they can't, then they might have some insecurities because they're like, well, I'm never going to be as good as Nicole. But that's not true. They're not supposed to be as good as Nicole. They're supposed to be as good as themselves, mm-hmm. right? But we all, every single one of us has that spirit radio. And the thing is, it's not a one-way connection. It's a two-way connection. We can go back that line, go back up that line and get the information to learn how to do the things that you do, but most likely we'll learn it in our own manner, Right. I think too, just one real quick so you can do that is the choice. I choose to show up in my gifts and be my gifts every second of the day. So it's my choice and and, um, and others do have that, that choice as well. And the first choice is to realize that you have your own individual gift and each of us are guides to that gift. And then when you're at your awesomeness, we're at our awesomeness and it's a collective um, greatness. So, so thank you. So that's the goal that we all need to work on. I love that. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I wouldn't want to make bread with flour only. Right. I need yeah. salt and sugar and yeast and water. <laughs> and without all of those ingredients, all I have is a bellyache. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Okay. So this is actually the trick that I learned from Nicole, uh, probably about a year ago. And it's a trick to open and align the chakras. So all you do is you use a finger, and I like to use my middle finger. You could use your pointer finger, but the reason you don't want to use your pointer finger is you're going to tend to close your hand if you use your pointer finger, and you want your palm open. And so I just use my middle finger like this, and then draw, I call it stirring the chakras or drawing the crown. And use that finger, and you draw a circle. Can people on the video see me? You draw a circle over your head. And I do it usually across my forehead from right to left and then oh. back around in a circle. So and you go both ways? You can you go both go ways. Way? I usually go, I think that's counterclockwise. It depends which angle you're looking at it from. Okay. Don't think and then just, yeah, just do it. Just hand do hand. it. There you go. And whatever way feels the most natural to you is the way you should do it. And you might do it differently than how I do, but that's okay because what feels naturally to you is what you should be doing. And when you do th- this technique that Nicole taught me, what it does is it opens and aligns the chakras. The chakras are wheels, and I kind of think of them like cogs a little bit. And you have seven of them, and the top one is at the top of your head, your crown chakra. And if you can stir that, it helps open up the energy, and it helps that cog get going and flowing. And when that cog is going and flowing, then the next one below it, your third eye chakra, will also get going and flowing. And when that one get, gets going the whole pattern goes down and then it only takes a, a minute or two to align and open your chakras. And I've done this on times, I've did, done it on myself just when I was feeling agitated and frustrated. And two minutes later of doing that, I felt so much better. And I've used it on other people many, many times and it always has a great effect and it's so easy to do. So I think it's a great time to share with, well, what we can do next week is share on alignment and, and what are your chakras? What are your um, um, energy centers? <clears throat> Just basics. And we want to thank everybody for listening. And you can follow us at um, Return to Consciousness here on Radio um, St. George. Or you can always find me, um, Energy Healing by Design, 
April Betty is at Hands Healing Hearts and um, Della Hill is the extraordinary talk show on Monday. Mondays at 4.30. So we will see you back here at 4 o'clock next Wednesday. Have an amazing week. Bye.